Hello and welcome to the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook. Every two weeks, experts from AMBOSS, the medical education platform, interview medical students and healthcare professionals to showcase international perspectives on everything in medical school and beyond the textbook. I am your host, AMBOSS Partnerships Manager, Dr. Tanner Schrank. Studying medicine is difficult no matter where you are. In previous episodes, we've heard perspectives from students and physicians in countries from Ecuador to Poland to Australia and many places in between. Today, we'll be talking with a fresh graduate from Iraq to hear about his experiences in med school, the IFMSA, and studying for the USMLE. Dr. Rami, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Hello, Tanner. Thanks for having us and this great opportunity. Could you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, great. This is Rami Baha. I recently graduated from Most Medical College, Most University. I am the head of the research and scientific activities in the Royal College of Physicians in Iraq and the previous local officer on the Standing Committee of Medical Education in IFMSA Iraq. Great. And you just recently graduated this year. Yeah, this feels great, actually. Yeah. Um, Finally, I can't sleep without setting an alarm. <laughs> Great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You studied medicine in Iraq, and then you also have done an exchange in Lebanon. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, for but... those who don't know, your school in Iraq yeah. is Wazit University in Kut in the east. Yeah, great. And American University of Beirut is in Beirut in Lebanon. Could you say a little bit about the major differences between your experiences in your medical school and then at the American University in Beirut? Yeah, as you mentioned that American University of Beirut is an old institution over 150 years old. And the most important that it is private, but unlike our university that it held actually about 2004, and it is not private. So this is the major difference here. Okay. So private university, and they are associated with a private hospital. So mm -hmm. the quality of education, the patient health care, and all other things. But other hospitals that we have here, that they are not private and associated with the government. There is a lot of difference between mm -hmm. uh, here and there. So the, one of the big difference is that we have a lot of shortage in the tutors. We don't have a lot of support for like research institutions or even like facilities for delivering lectures or mm. even providing an internet connection and something like that. Or libraries, we don't have online or updated libraries that the American University of Beirut have. Mm. Uh, but there, you know, it is a private, so they can provide a lot of interesting things that help students to conducting the research or something like that. Mm -hmm. So regarding the hospitals, yeah, here's the biggest difference. The hospitals here, people who come here, they don't have health insurance. Mm -hmm. Mostly they just pay fees like for entry, like about one dollar. And uh, they can get free consultation, free diagnostic tests, even CT scan, MRIs, a lot of blood investigations, and even medications and like chemotherapy or other biological treatment, which are very expensive. Mm -hmm. They can get here for free. This is actually not very good for the hospital, like how they can increase financial income for these hospitals so they can grow and grow and grow and they can develop. But mm -hmm. unlike the American University of Beirut, it's financial depend on the on the patients that they can pay directly, uh, and it's also private and depend on health insurance. So yeah, there's mm -hmm. a big difference. So they can provide more 
equipment, better healthcare quality, actually. Mm-hmm. And most diagnostic tests are there. Most of medications are provided there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And can I ask when you did your exchange in Lebanon? Yeah, I actually did it on uh, 2019. So the financial crisis in Lebanon was just coming to light then? Actually, my exchange is about uh, one month, September uh-huh. to 1 October. And after I'm getting back to Iraq, yeah, and just one day after getting back, the financial outcome and all the frustration started. Mm-hmm. Wow. So with your experiences there, do you have any sort of advice for students in Lebanon and how to study during this crisis? Actually, Lebanon is a great country, Beirut. I love this city, actually. People there are great and nice and amazing. They are hardworking. So my advice is that, you know, in Iraq, we had been through this way. My advice to them is to stay strong because there is night followed by a morning. So sun will rise in Lebanon uh-huh. and yes. they are the one who is going to build it. Right. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. So when you did your exchange, did you notice any extra challenges? Well, it is a bit interesting to say that the challenges I faced here in Wasot and in Iraq, but I can say that the biggest challenge was the financial issues, actually, because, you know, it was expensive there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when studying medicine, we learn all kinds of procedures and tests that we should carry out in the clinic. But a lot of times textbooks don't match yeah. how hospitals are prepared and equipped. Did you run into any issues where hospitals and clinics didn't have what you needed to run your tests? Actually, look, as you know that I am a newly graduated medical student, mm-hmm. but in the clinic around and in the holidays, we can go to the ER or we can go to the hospitals to catch up with the residents and to see the cases and to see what obstacles and what problems they can face. And you know that we can learn much better than we can take in the lectures. And when you see the problems and you don't know what is the solution, or when you see that the resident did something and you ask yourself, this is not what you know in the textbooks and why he did that. Okay, there is why and what. But the problem here is that sometimes there are no choices to do in many cases in the hospitals. For example, when you are reading the ischemic heart disease and about the diagnosis of the first thing in the chest pain and you are going to send him for troponin, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, ECG to diagnose or even the D-dimer. So, what are you doing in a hospital or emergency room that does not have or does not provide a troponin or a broken ECG machine oh, or no. even a D-dimer? So, <laughs> yeah, this is catastrophic, actually. So the residents there are like going to a battlefield because they need to handle this stressful atmosphere there because the patients are in pain and you cannot do anything to them. And the government does not actually pay attention for these issues. Right. And the biggest thing I have learned for this is about the communication skills to know more about medical ethics and to pay more attention and give time to the patients to discuss these problems with them and to tell them what the problems we are facing here. And this is a little bit can help the patient to understand the situation and even can transfer the patient to private hospitals where they provide some test or some medication or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And how do you think these issues affected your education as a student 
and now as a doctor. With the communication with the patients, of course, that's very, very important. And maybe that can help make the conversation easier between you and the patient. But do you feel like you're more prepared for these situations when they come up in the future? Actually, it's like going to hospital there, like make me remember that even John Snow had support in his long night and uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> yeah, but actually here you also need a support and this support comes by having a good relationship with the team you are working with and supporting each other. The most important is that your weapon here, the first thing is that the knowledge from the box and the second weapon is that you know how to communicate with the patient because they are in pain and mm-hmm. uh, the only one they can face is that the doctor at that night, okay, at like 3 a.m. So, uh, and at the end, they are all our families. And so mm-hmm. we need to know more about how to communicate with them. So every time I go back to the lectures and when watching seminars, I remember the difficulties of running such a test and what okay. is the alternate for this test mm-hmm. and uh, actually what we can do for such a patient like how can i prevent mm-hmm. the most dangerous conditions for such patients and how can i prepare myself yeah you need to arm yourself with the knowledge depend yeah. on your support team and then really prepare for the worst but hope for the best i think that's yeah. super important yeah. yeah you're also preparing for the u.s medical licensing exams yeah yeah i'm starting now actually okay So how has the preparation been different for you between your local university exams and the USMLE? Oh, this is a great question. After graduation, when starting the USMLE exam preparation, and when I saw that the materials are the same, you know, the same concept. The difference here when starting training with the Q-Banks, and here we can see the difference. Our systems in Iraq, mostly, they depend on memorizing Mm -hmm. rather than understanding how to diagnose this disease and what is the proper treatment and what are the complications that can face the patient and the context after giving this medication for him mm-hmm. or her. But the problem here in our exams, actually, mm-hmm. in Iraq, they depend on memorizing, like, what is the percentage of incidence in such condition? It is like 2% or 3% or yeah. 7% or... <laughs> right. Yeah, there is no understanding there. You have to memorize this so you Mm -hmm. can answer and to get the degrees, okay? Mm -hmm. Because this question, this low quality, Yeah. because at the end you are sitting alone in the ER, Mm -hmm. uh, your shift is starting at 12 a.m. till 8 Mm -hmm. a.m. and you are alone. And even Walter White has his J.C. Bankman. Uh, then to support him. But here you are, you are just lone doctor. But when I saw that Q banks mm-hmm. like Ampos, it's actually rate the knowledge of the student. Like this patient had such condition and then developed the following complication. So to answer them, it depends on your knowledge. Right. Actually, this is what make us physicians at the end. Right. Yeah. Because it's more than just what's yeah. in the textbooks. It's more than just percentages. Yeah, right? yeah. And you can face these problems when you increase your rounds in the clinic because the patient comes to you at the end with a presenting problem. Yeah. So it does not tell you that I have such condition. So it is more about approach. Yep. Good point. And then how has your IFMSA experience impacted you? Well, it has turned my life about 180 degrees. Really? Uh, Yeah. Because in the first three stages, you are alone in this area and Mm -hmm. you, you didn't know that there are a lot of 
other competitive students and mm-hmm. they are one success and you didn't know that there are many skills are present there and so you can learn more and more to develop our skills especially social skills and to build a great communication network with them mm-hmm. and the most important is the exchange program so you know i've applied to this and i went to american university of beirut Mm-hmm. So this is the big change in my life. So there I have learned a lot of things that mm-hmm. the real patient care that it is mentioned in the textbooks are real present and the doctor patient relationship there to provide them the time they need to explain their condition. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that studying medicine is more beyond than just memorizing. And this has uh, pushed me to learn more and more and to to emphasize more about social skills and actually uh, how to communicate with the patient and actually how to learn. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like it was very great. helpful. Yeah, it was great. I think that's so important to get a better understanding, better knowledge of the whole process of medical education. Yeah, this is what will provide the best yeah. thing to learn more. Yeah. yeah. So if you could give okay. our listeners any advice beyond the textbook, what would you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my advice to them, at the end, the informations are in our hands. But the most important that what you need to learn, and I think that the machines they cannot do at the moment is that how to approach to this patient. So mm-hmm. approach to this patient from the beginning, and uh, be careful with this patient, and emphasize more about the social skills. Also, at the same time, and develop these skills with the clinical skills and Mm -hmm. emphasize on communication skills. Make the patient calm and understand, explain them what you are doing Mm -hmm. and make them understand the difficulties of not running such tests or something like that. And the most important is that try to make your life as a routine, like organize it so that you can have time to go to the gym and eat healthy and uh, don't do not frustrate yourself and uh, just use the best system that provided in the internet or mm-hmm. apps that can help you like running your day or even help you in the study like Empress Bank or other mm-hmm. systems that you can use and at the end you will success the exams and just it is just a matter of days and you can be free from medical college <laughs> and yeah you, you can sleep well at the end and yeah. you can live your life okay so do your best and the great days are coming yeah great believe. advice thank you for yeah. that dr rami thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your experiences i think it'll definitely help students get a new perspective on international medicine and studying and thank you for all your time actually and effort And thank you for listening to the AMBOSS International Podcast. In today's episode, we looked at similarities and differences in medical education between Iraq, Lebanon, and the rest of the world. We discussed how IMGs can prepare for the USMLE alongside their local university exams. The links in the description can give you a more in-depth understanding of these concepts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out the AMBOSS platform for your medical studies and sign up for a free five-day trial at amboss.com.